nostalgic newlyweds. Welcome to 9021 Here We Go, the podcast that takes a look at each episode of Beverly Hills 90210 from Fox to the CW. I'm Kendra Mickles, and I'm seeing these episodes for the first time. I'm Nick Gunning, and I've seen every single one. And Kendra, we've got some guests today. There is someone else in the room with me right now. Me too. Me too. As promised, we have the host from previously on X-Men, Hillary Gunning. Hi. And, and Eric, Eric Mickles. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Nicely done. <laughs> Smooth. Well, Eric and Hillary, uh, thanks for joining us. And I, I think it's it's interesting to point out that we're all in the same boat here because Hillary, like me, has seen every episode. I've seen them all. Of 90210. <laughs> and Eric, what about you? I'm actually on loan from the Dawson's Creek podcast. <laughs> really? So I, really? I think that should put our your listeners in a good place. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, no, I've I'm never actually... seen a single episode in my life. Except, except for this Except for this one, yeah. Except for Wedding Bell Blues. What <laughs> What an interesting entry into the uh, <laughs> yeah. 90210 yeah. world. But but you have been a faithful 90210 Here We Go listener this whole time. Yeah, I like, I like uh, the podcast. Uh, I had to have Kendra point out which people were which. I okay. get Steve and Dave confused. He got David and Brandon confused. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. David and Brandon look like they're cut from the same cloth. You know, they're going through a phase where they look pretty similar at <laughs> Their this point. hair so does, for sure. I will, yeah. I will give you that one. Eric, truth time. Do you prefer 90210 as a TV show or as an audio drama as told to you by your wife and your friends? It's definitely, I find it a little worse when I'm watching it versus just <laughs> hearing about it secondhand. Okay. I wish that I could go back to a time when I hadn't seen the show yeah. so that I could experience it the way that Eric has experienced it. <laughs> but you can't, and you never, I can't. You never will. But it's good. Go it's good seeing some of the performances because I understand some of the complaints and uh, uh, positives uh, now. Okay. All uh, right. Yeah. Okay. Well... Uh, Kendra, this was your idea to get the whole gang together here in this podcast. Well, so I love I a good it... crossover. So she excellent, does. she idea. loves crossovers. It, and and it's I, perfect. I also we're... want to be on the X Men podcast, so I feel like oh, this I was see. the first I'm sorry, step. Kendra, oh, you're not welcome. Okay. Oh, crap. <laughs> then get <laughs> off my podcast. You no. can be on the Doug Ramsey spotlight. Sure. Huh. He's the one who Thanks. can speak any language. That's his mutant power. Nice. <laughs> Well, this is we're the, not we're not doing that. Okay. This, <laughs> this is the perfect time for a crossover because we are in the period of 90210 that for its entirety of 10 seasons and wow. five on the CW, this is the only time we get any sort of 90210 crossover. It is. So yeah. it's perfect timing to be crossing over with the previously on X-Men podcast. But anyway, Kendra, mm-hmm. let's get back to the intro. Yeah, so you can find more about this show and others like it at our network's website, radiomeanwhile.com. Other shows on the network include, Eric, take it away. Is it classic? Does it rock? Where we pick a band or artist and go through their discography, album by album, track by track. Three nice things, where we force ourselves to say three nice things about a movie with a bad and often earned reputation. Radio 64, featuring video game music remix radio, and previously on X-Men, where we look Yay! back on X-Men comics, movies, shows, characters, and more. Now, as we record right now, what what's the most recent episode that you two have recorded on previously on X-Men? The most recent one was the Days of Future Past um episode of the 90s. animated series yep. oh, from the 90s. Okay, so we're all doing 90s rewatch podcast. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Next is our spotlight on Rogue. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Yeah. All right. Pretty about good. That one. Uh, the, the David Hayter interview was uh, particularly good. So if you... Uh, if you want to do some crossover listeners, listen to that David Hayter episode uh, on, on Previously on X-Men. Does David Hayter ever show up on previous on uh, 90210? 
Not yet, but we'll keep an eye out for it. He's got the hair. (laughs) He does have the hair. He has the hair down. Absolutely. Share your thoughts on this and upcoming episodes by following us on Twitter at HereWeGoPod. And please rate, subscribe, and share this show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. This week, we're discussing episode 228, Wedding Bell Blues, the season two finale. This episode was included in our pal Mel Gildon's novelization, Where the Boys Are. Where (laughs) the boys are. Yes, exactly. I don't know that song. Uh, let's crack open the, the West. <laughs> let's crack open the West Beverly Blaze. I'm an investigative reporter for the West Beverly newspaper. This episode aired originally May seventh of nineteen ninety two. Hey, I was around. You Me were too. Around. We all were. We all were around. Aladdin was coming out in theaters that summer. Oh, really? Hey, yeah. you know what? Highest grossing I... movie in nineteen ninety two. Your encyclopedic knowledge of the years that movies came out is weird. It is I've impressive. I've stopped looking stuff up. I just ask him. <laughs> mm-hmm. I need to know, too, uh, when Kendra and I last recorded, you guys had only watched Police Academy 1, and Kendra was pretty pr- felt pretty obligated. No, to... it's, it's still the same. We've only seen still Police Academy 1. Okay. He Are you going to go in? No, he doesn't want to yeah. watch the rest of them. Oh, boy. What a letdown. <laughs> I support that decision. <laughs> okay. You know what? All right, Kendra, what else happened in 92? All right, uh, on May 9th, there was a memorial put in Salem, Massachusetts for the Salem witch trial victims. Um, I guess it's called Danvers now, the place mm-hmm. where that all happened. Is it not called Salem at all, Massachusetts person? It's still Salem, Massachusetts. I know, but it said, I don't know, something I read said that it's called Danvers and not Salem. Yeah, I don't we know. We probably just didn't want to erect a memorial <laughs> in Salem, lest the witch's spirits <laughs> see that in well, her Well, uh, the memorial pays tribute to 25 innocent people who died during the witchcraft hysteria of 1692. And that is straight from the uh, Salem Witch Trials um, website. I would wow. like to okay. apologize on behalf of Massachusetts for <laughs> That's that. Nice. It's I too late. That, That's too very late. nice of you. Uh, we got some movies on May 15th. Lethal Weapon 3. Haven't seen it. The best of the Lethal Weapons, <laughs> would you say? That- is that Joe Pesci? Is that the Joe Pesci one? No idea. Uh, I don't think I've seen any of them. He shows right. up in one of them and then again in the fourth one. So maybe okay. that's, yeah, I haven't seen All right. Also in May, we got Alien 3. Is it Aliens 3 or Alien? Alien 3. Alien 3. That's actually my favorite Alien. Is it? Yeah, I don't like the Alien movies. Oh. <laughs> uh, Far and Away. Nick? And Sister yeah. Act. How do you like Far and Away? Yes, Hillary and I did not that long ago watch Far and Away as part of our Ron Howard filmography mm-hmm. rewatch. Which one is that? It's the one with Tom Hanks and Nicole Kidman where they're like in Ireland or something. No, no, no like, not Tom Hanks. Tom, Tom Cruise, Cruise. Tom sorry, Cruise. Tom Cruise. Yeah, yeah that's what Very I thought different. it was. Yeah. I actually didn't realize that was a Ron Howard. Yeah, Ron Howard. Yeah. It is. And Sister Act, which I mentioned because Eric loves it. The first Sister yeah. I watched it a lot as a kid. Yeah. Who yeah. doesn't love Sister Act? Oh, yeah. <laughs> My God. <laughs> My God. <laughs> also, TV shows, we uh, got the premiere of The Real World Ooh. on MTV. Okay. And Jay Leno took over for, who was it on The Tonight Show? Johnny Carson. Johnny Carson. Yeah, this Ooh. was, uh, this was the end of the, of the big, uh, the late night wars where it was sort of, sort of promised to David Letterman. And then they were like, eh, we're going to stick with Jay Leno. And then Dave left NBC and started The Late Show at CBS. And it was a whole thing. Hmm. Nick, could you give us a little bit of the Jay Leno? I mean, I mean, I mean the headlines. What you? It was pretty good. Denim. Yeah. Car collection. All right. Very good. Very Thank good. You. Um, also, we had some birthdays. Tori Spelling turned 19 on May 16th. And oh. Carol Potter turned 44 on wow. May 26th. 
Uh, also on May 27th, Michael Steger, is it Steger? Steger, yeah. who plays Naveed in the CW years, turned 12. Uh, you know <laughs> You know what's funny about that, though, is he's kind of like the Andrea of those years because he was, like, in his 30s. He was older than the characters playing the teachers, and he was, like, one of the teenagers in, in that in that series. So, yeah. Uh, the floppy hair that sells it. Yeah, everything. it really does. It does. Lastly, uh, the Billboard top songs for that week. Number one, I also mentioned this because of Eric, Jump by Criss Cross. <laughs> no, Kendra. I, I like Jump by House of Pain. Jump oh. by Criss Cross is like the two little kids. Uh, yes, but Kendra, just last week we were talking about how I was almost on Double Dare. Yes, remember this? Do you know what you know what the intro, like the the warm up for Double Dare Live was? It was crisscross, and they sang Jump. <laughs> <laughs> True story. Nice. I'm not nice. making this up. <laughs> um, number two uh, on the top songs was Bohemian Rhapsody. Which Probably I don't... because Wayne's World just came out. Oh, okay. Yep, yep. And number eight, uh, which I this I definitely mentioned because of Eric was Under the Bridge by the Red Hot mm. Chili Peppers. Oh, oh sure. sure. Yeah. I can't sing it here. Okay. <laughs> uh, and that's all. Nick, take us beyond the zip code. Okay. Ba-na-na. Well, uh, boy, we're talking a lot about uh, CW years here, but Blair Redford, who played Oscar in the CW years, was a regular in The Lying Game, a show based on Sarah Shepard's young adult book series of the same name. But I bring it up because X-Men fans here might know him best as John Proudstar slash Thunderbird on the Fox series Gifted. Oh, hey, wow. How young is he We're X-Men then? fans. Uh, he's pretty, well, I mean, he's probably 30s by the time, uh, probably mid-30s by the time Gifted was on. Okay, yeah. 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 Oh, wow, he was that old? Yeah, I think so. You're gonna get back to Gifted, right? Yes, we're... At some point. Oh, yeah, oh I put it on pause for the X-Men podcast, because we're gonna get to it. But I can well, tell you, you what, if you're playing a character named Thunderbird, uh, careful, you're not gonna be around long. <laughs> yeah, that's... ruh yeah, that was my understanding, but yeah. So you'll you'll see uh, you'll see old Blair Redford here from uh, the Man Who I was wondering yep. when there was going to be a connection. I know, and here it is. <laughs> All right. Well, should we get into living in Beverly Hills? We should, but you know what? I didn't write the synopsis. Here, I've got but... it right here. Okay, thank you. I'm on it. Wedding Bell Blues, our finale. <laughs> After being summoned to the Mexican border to verify Brenda's American citizenship, Jim Walsh forbids Dylan to see Brenda. Kelly tries to convince Jake to escort her to her mother's wedding. That's not a very good synopsis. No, it's not. But that's but Hulu's synopsis, so what are you going to do? The basics. The basics. <laughs> All right. Who's living in Beverly Hills, Nick? Well, this episode was directed by Jeff Melman and written by the 90210 creator himself, Darren Starr. Finally. Uh, a lot of returning guest stars in here. Uh, Joey Tata as Nat, Angela Espy as Jackie Taylor, Matthew Lawrence as Mel Silver, Michael Milhone as the customs agent. Uh, they're all back for this episode. And Grant Show makes his final appearance as Jake. So this would be the last time a Melrose Place character would appear on 90210. And we can get into that when we talk a little bit more about uh, the series as we go forward because that was not originally the plan but that is what happened so this is the very last time that you see jake or any character from any other show hmm. on 90210 hmm. uh we have lewis arquette as the priest he did a ton of voiceover work including some work for todd mcfarland's animated spawn series oh. uh Yo Yogi, a pup named Scooby Doo, Captain hey. Planet and the Planeteers, and the English dub of Princess Mononoke. Neat. Oh. And hey. finally, yeah, finally, in a basically blink and you miss a cameo here, we have a young Denise Richards. That's who it was. It was Denise Richards. <laughs> a young Denise Richards. Oh my goodness. As 
as Robin McGill, and I'm trying to remember if they ever even say that name. She had episode. a name? I was going to okay. say. Who is this character? Anyway. Remember, we were watching and I was like, that girl in the purple dress is somebody. Yeah. And yeah. she just like sure. walks away with Steve. Yeah. She's like Kelly's cousin who sort of ends up with Steve. But anyway, yeah. um, this Christmas role has Snow. a pretty, oh, no, pretty funny... <laughs> <laughs> this has a pretty uh, Christmas Snow is the name of the character right. from Three's I'm Company. Sorry. Eric, get Wrong it together. Christmas. <laughs> Wrong Christmas. <laughs> anyway, Denise Richards' role on this show was something that was poked fun at in the in the recent re, uh, you know reboot remake VH90210, where they where they did a little bit with this episode. But she has been in many different iterations of the 90210 franchise. She recurs as Brandy Carson on the original Melrose Place. Uh, she shows up as Gwen Thompson in the CW years, and of course, her uh, as herself in uh, BH90210. Other roles include the one Eric was trying to get to, Christmas Jones in The World Is Not Enough, and Carmen in Starship Troopers. Mm. All right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a big Jew. I'm not a big Jew. Not enough is underrated, and Starship Troopers is, I don't know, it your mileage will vary depending on how much <laughs> camp you can handle. Well, I agree with you on the world is not enough. I think that that one sort of gets forgotten. Yeah. I think you, you sort of jump right tomorrow never dies and then everybody's like, she a scientist was, in the world uh, she's a nuclear enough. physicist. Yeah. <laughs> very believable. Very good casting. Kendra, I feel like we should, we should maybe do a bit of a previously on 90210 here where we just remind everybody where we have left these characters. Sure, Nick, why don't you do that? You know, the show doesn't do that, which is a problem. It, I know that. Yeah, I was yeah. wondering if when there was Kendra gonna started, and I was like, "Well, she'll, she's going to have to explain to me." I was like, "Well, sur- surely, two seasons in, there's a previously on 90210." No, yeah. no. Nope. You know what show does that really well? Mm, go on. Plus, <laughs> <laughs> show called X Men. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So where were we? So this whole thing with with Brenda and Dylan is sort of coming to a head. Jim. Uh, Brenda was going to go to Baja with Dylan for the weekend. Her parents agreed, but she blew off curfew one too many times, and Jim was like, absolutely not. So Brenda decides that she's just going to go anyway, and she gets Brandon and Kelly to lie for her. So they go down to Baja. Meanwhile, Kelly is still being a pill, as Jackie would put it, (laughs) about uh, Jackie's marriage to David's dad, Mel. That's coming up. Kelly is having a little bit of a romance with Jake Hansen, an old friend of friend of Dylan's, who is doing some work around the house, getting prepared for the wedding. Brenda, like a big dumb dummy, uh, does not take any sort of identification with her to Mexico. So even though they've basically gotten away with this lie, they're stuck at customs and they're forced to call Jim to come down there and bring her birth certificate and say Brenda is a U.S. citizen. And that's where we leave things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, let's get into it. I want to start with the intro because this was Eric's first time seeing the intro. Eric, what uh, did you think? Uh, first, I want to know how come on this outline that I'm looking at, you say Erica's first time because watching the intro. I was typing on my phone and it <laughs> Who's Erica? Yeah. It autocorrected. It autocorrected to Erica? Yes, because I tried to write Eric's, but without the apostrophe mm-hmm. because uh-huh. I was typing on my phone. You know anyway, what, what did you think of the intro? The intro is fine. A lot of things go upside down. <laughs> A lot of things go upside down. Like, the pen, like yeah, she the paused it at one point, do. and it was paused with them upside down, and so it's just oh, and also all the the bits. It, there's some very like sitcommy moments where like Brenda just yeah. like leans in from the door frame, is like hi. Yes. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, yes. Nick, what were you trying to say? We talked over you. 
Oh, well, I was just going to say, I, I wanted to get Hillary to weigh in on this because last week when we were in, or we were introduced to Jake, made a big deal about how he was like Dylan's surf coach. Oh how he taught Dylan how to surf. And I was like just racking my brain to think of the time when I saw Jake like in a pool. There's just. Let alone an ocean. Does there Jake is surf? no way that Jake okay. is a surfer. Thank you. Like it's possible that that's somehow part of his backstory or something early on in Melrose Place. But like this character, once you know him. He is not a surfer. He did not teach mm-hmm. Dylan to surf, no. Um, but the other thing about the intro, Eric, which I, I always think is funny, like when I was a kid and it would change every year, I would always be excited to like see how it changed and see who gets the cool like like background music, which uh-huh. was usually Dylan. But on uh, Brian Austin Green's podcast with Brian Austin Green, uh, they had a whole thing about this, and he said that the cast was very much aware of like what the cool parts of the song were, <laughs> and they were all hoping that they would get like the cool bits <laughs> to be the part where they could, like turn. He hmm. also said that that filming those opening sequences was a nightmare because you're just like standing there spinning for hours and hours and hours <laughs> until they like capture what you want. Yeah. But I think these intros, at times. yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, probably Blossom is copying this if you want to if you want to yes. really get yeah. Yeah. technical. Yeah. This isn't a Blossom podcast. That's true. We talked about Blossom last week. Kendra, too, so you would love her hats. Probably. You would. Oh, my gosh. It would, you'd All watch it clothes. just for the hats. That's true. That <laughs> well, would be like a speaking too. of outfits I like, we start at the customs place. And did you notice that Brenda's wearing the exact same outfit that she wore? Red. But it's red this time. Yes. So it's a red striped shirt with yes. a red skirt. And earlier she had worn a green striped shirt with a green skirt. Hmm. It's the exact Kendra, same outfit. Kendra, can I be honest with you? They're both fabulous. I know. I loved them both. I, I really did. She looks great both times. I don't know what, I don't know what you're going to do. <laughs> so um, they're waiting for Jim to arrive. And uh-huh. Brenda is freaking out. She's like, you haven't seen my dad lose it. Yes, he has. They all <laughs> have. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah, we disagree with that. Everybody has seen every Walsh member lose it at least five times in these two seasons. Maybe not Cindy. Maybe not Cindy. She's pretty level. Cindy had that one freak out where she was like, we're all going to do this and it's going to be fine. That's true. But um, Dylan Dylan is saying to her, like, come on, Bren, we got away with it. Wasn't it worth it? You know, uh, I'm like, no, chill. it wasn't worth it. No, it wasn't it. worth it. Yeah. You know, but I mean, it wasn't. They could have just been anywhere. They didn't have to go to Mexico to, like, go to a restaurant. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. they just, it was not worth it. No, definitely not. So Jim finally gets there and he opens the door and they're making out. And he's very <laughs> quietly angry and just says, like, let's go. He doesn't I mean, it's yell serious. right there. Out too. I mean, Dylan's sort of copping a feel too when yeah. <laughs> uh, when Jim opens the door. I mean, he's going for it. <laughs> so they get home. Uh, well, actually, then we get a nice shot of Brandon riding his bike because he has no car. Does he not I have a car right that. now? I I honestly think that was just to break the tension. I think that was just to give us a little bit of a light moment and like Brandon not expecting this to suddenly blow up in his face. I think that's all it was, but it is a weird little montage. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he gets home, sees Dylan's car in the driveway, walks into Jim yelling and lecturing Brenda and Dylan in the living room. And he's really laying into Dylan. Um, Yeah, he is pretty hard, but I mean, he yells into everybody. Um, And then Brandon walks in and they're like, and Brandon, you covered for them. And Cindy is very upset that she was lied to by both Brandon and Kelly. I guess you yeah. both think I'm such a fool. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's her she line. Was, she was PO'd, though. Cindy was real mad. And yeah. I don't blame her. Understandably, yeah. So she goes to call Jackie and let Jackie know uh, all the lying. That yeah, what on. a narc. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jim then suggests that they need to give their relationship a break. That it yeah. is it has gone too far. Dylan's response to that is to say, okay, Bren, I'll see you tomorrow. Kiss. Yeah, like right in Jim's face. He like yeah. kisses her and like looks at Jim while yeah. he's kissing her and then he yep. leaves. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Brenda, after he leaves, tells Jim that Dylan didn't even know that she had lied and that Which, they didn't know. Let, let me just, this, this is something that has bothered me like in both of these episodes because I really don't believe, I mean, Hillary, what do you think? Would, would Dylan have been okay with her lying to her parents and going to Mexico anyway? I don't really think so. No, I don't think so. Like either. I, I think that I think he would have tried to, to stem that a yeah. little. I think like he was fine when he thought the plan was she was just going to tell her parents, well, I don't care what you say, I'm going anyway. But to lie to them, right? Yeah, I don't think that he would have been on. Board I think he's. For. I think he'd be fine with the rebelling. Yeah, <laughs> but I think the lying, he probably wouldn't have been. Cool and I with. think that that is an element that's really underplayed. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's never really like she says that sort of out after the fact, you know, but it's never a big part of the conversation when he's really lacing into Dylan. So okay. I don't know. I, I didn't like that. OK, we go to Kelly's house next. Jake is in the backyard working on things for the wedding and Kelly comes out and they have a little flirty, flirty, kissy, kissy. Flirty, flirts. She says that she feels like herself around him. So she's really falling for him. She is. Jackie comes out, and I love this dress that she's wearing. Oh, it's like all squares. Yes, like it's like square, square like fun colors. Yeah. I really yeah. like it. Um, Mel walks away, but oh no, not Mel. Why did I say Mel? Jake turns around and keeps working. But and... Jake and Kelly have been like making out. Yeah. Outside. I mean, it's yeah. 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 Anyway. But Jackie, Jackie doesn't see that, but she confronts no. Kelly about lying to Cindy. And tells her that she needs to go call Cindy and apologize yeah. immediately. Well, I mean, she really makes Kelly look like a like a petulant child as she is, you know. But like, I think it, doing that in front of Jake, but Jackie has no idea that something's going on with Jake. Right. Yes. So the next scene is at school, and Kelly is upset at Brenda for kind of ratting her out and getting her in trouble. Cool. Yeah. Um, and you know, Brenda's just kind of like, well. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. It just, it just all kind of happened. Yeah. Brent, Brent is like, well, you know, I got caught. I didn't rat you out. There's a difference. <laughs> well, honestly, there is a difference because well, yes. she didn't even say Kelly did anything. Yeah. It's just because Cindy she figured got it out. found yeah. out, then it's obvious that Kelly was lying. Well, yes. and in the, in the previous episode, too, it's very clear that neither Kelly nor Brandon think this is a good idea and they don't want to be involved. So they're both very reluctantly dragged in. It, it is Donna who suggests the whole yeah. lying thing. So Yeah. Yeah, seriously. Anyway, so the next scene is Andrea. Yeah, Donna suggests. Donna's like nowhere to be seen in this episode. I know. I know. She wow. Just gets off. She got Stop off. Yeah. yeah. Good for her. In, in Mexican standoff. And we were surprised too because Kelly's like, you can't. And Donna's like, just, why don't you just kill someone and go? <laughs> You know, and we're like, what? Donna. But yeah, Donna's the one who wants her to lie. And Donna's just like, all right, see you later. Bye. Yeah, bye. The next scene is in the newspaper room, journalism room. And Brandon and Andrea are talking. And Andrea is very upset because she did not get an, an invitation to Jackie's wedding. And she, you know, Brandon's like, well, I'll talk to Kelly. And 
she says, no, at this point, I wouldn't even go if she asked me. Like, right. she's very embarrassed. She feels like, you know, she has friends, but then, you know, she's very unsure about her yeah. friendships. But would you want to invite your friend's mom? <laughs> this is, I mean, I don't understand really why all of the friends are invited to the wedding anyway. Eric I do... keeps pointing out, though, that Andrea is old. That's that's what that <laughs> comment is. meant. Every time she she's is. with somebody else, it just kind of seems like, oh, look, Aunt Andrea is here. To... <laughs> yeah. Well, she is. She is clo- she's closer in age to James X House, who plays Jim, Jim, than she is to, like, Kelly or the others. Hmm. Yeah. I feel two ways about her reaction here, because I think she's being, like, kind of whiny and got this inferiority complex. But at the same time, if they didn't invite her, I would not be surprised. Hmm. No, I wouldn't be surprised either because the the purpose of Jackie having the, the friends, which I know everybody thinks is stupid, but the purpose of Jackie having the friends as the bridesmaids is to like make Kelly happy. So, but I don't really know that like, would everybody be going to their friend's mom's fourth wedding? I just don't know. Yeah, it's it's weird. It is but weird. They, they sort Maybe of treat the it the like a party. Culture. Like the way That's to be. That's true. That's true. I think. No, you're probably right. I think at that point though, all of them are going, it would be weird for Andrea yeah. not to go. Yeah. yeah, it's Kelly's responsibility, not uh, Kelly's mom. Am I getting the yeah. right characters right? You are, yes. Eric. Good nice. for you. Good right. job. The Did problem with the Andrea it? thing is yeah. that it doesn't go anywhere. It just yeah. fizzles yeah. out. Yeah. So it's kind of like, I don't know, just boohoo. It's and a then small it can... attempt to give Andrea something. Yeah, which she, yeah. I mean, this is, this is more like meat than Andrea's had in any plot in, in the last like 25 episodes. Yeah, so I don't even think that's exaggerating. <laughs> okay, so next scene is at the Peach Pit. Nat is very sad because Jackie turned down all the pies that Nat wanted to give her for the wedding. She's crazy for turning down free pies. Don't I know. Down pie. You never turn down free pie. I take I a pie right now. free food at your like backyard wedding. I know. Yeah, yeah. seriously. Seriously. Dylan comes in and is kind of asking Brandon Ooh. how things are going. And Brandon says, uh, this isn't my shift. I'm just here to not be at the house, <laughs> basically. Mm-hmm. And Brandon says, you know, I didn't think you should have gone in the first place. And he doesn't really think there's any patching it up with Jim right now. He thinks Dylan just needs to lie low yeah. and... Then Dylan tells this whole story about how his dad's girlfriend kicked him out of his own house, basically. And his stepmother, his dad's wife. And oh, was it his yeah. wife? Yeah, okay, it was. I missed that part. Yeah. But um, he became persona non grata at his own house, yeah. and so he's like, "Is that what I am now at the Walsh house?" This persona is where we were grata. when we were watching this. Hillary and I had like a divide on on the response to this because I felt like knowing how like sensitive and irrational Dylan is about his father and and wanting a family and needing a family his reaction made sense to me but you didn't think so well i think the i think that emotionally the reaction makes sense i think absolutely he would be making that connection to like he's being rejected by this he's new adopted out of family. another family i yeah. think him articulating it so precisely doesn't make sense to me because it it would be an unconscious emotional reaction where he's connecting those things yeah, in his mind. That's fair. But he wouldn't once you say it out loud, it's like, well, this is a completely different situation. That was your actual house. Yeah. And you were kicked out for doing nothing. This is not your house and you actually did something yeah, wrong. Yeah, Dylan is in the wrong of It's this a very, very yeah. clear difference. So emotionally <laughs> I get it. I really get the emotional connection. But him saying it, I don't. I, I don't found buy. Dylan's plot thread throughout this to be sort of messy. Yeah, it's a bit of it's it's like a moment 
where he's kind of breaking down. So I think it does, it feels super, super messy and all over the place, but for the character, I think it's authentic. Yeah, I, I think that's true. But I, Kendra said something a few weeks back when we were talking, I think we were talking about Kelly and cardio funk. And I was saying like in this one, you know, Kelly's just such a weak, wimpy little character. And Kendra, you said that you feel like they just make Kelly be whatever she needs to be, like mm-hmm. for the purpose of that episode. And I feel like you're absolutely right about that. And I think that there's a little bit of that with Dylan too. When they need him to be like the greatest boyfriend, like the strongest character in the world, he is just bulletproof and perfect. And when they need him to be a sloppy mess, he's just like, shut up. <laughs> you know? And this was more of a shut up episode than uh, than rock solid. Yes. Later on at the Walsh home, they are having a very silent, awkward breakfast. <laughs> I loved it. Um, where Jim is asking for things to be passed to him, but yeah. no one is talking to each other. But when Brenda asks him, like, or, no, he asked Brenda to pass the salt, and she, like, looks at him like she just wants to <laughs> murder him and picks up the little salt grinder, and he's just like, grind, grind, <laughs> newspaper. I loved it. So later on upstairs, Brandon and Brenda have a little conversation where Brandon, you know, Brenda's like, oh, dad. And Brandon's like, well, I think you're kind of getting off easy here. Um, And I think just like I told Dylan, you need to lay low and, you know, not make any moves. You need to let this blow over. So you guys usually talk about how Brenda is bratty. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And seeing it in action is something else. Yeah. I... (laughs) Yeah. Just listening to her talk about like they never let me do make my own calls and all this stuff. It's just like wow, uh, shut up. <laughs> yeah. You are, like just nothing is getting through to her. And yeah. it, it, this is after too where she like stands up and gives her dad that like death stare. She's like, yeah. I am gonna see Dylan every yeah. day. <laughs> Yeah. Well, yeah. the thing is here when she says like how are you going to how am I going to prove that I'm responsible if you never let me make my own choices Ugh. is is beyond ridiculous to say when she's just yeah. gone against them and made a stupid choice that resulted it in her dad like, like having to bail her out of Mexico. Yeah, the writers are trying to give her like a, a foot to stand on, but like because of the decisions there is no foot to stand on. So yeah. it just does come across bratty. Well, oh, I think it in the long game of the show, though, Brenda is treated very differently than Brandon is treated. It's true. Like, Brandon's every mistake. I mean, you were saying this earlier. It's like Brandon's every mistake is sort of like, uh, well, that's just another lump on the road to becoming a, a good man. And anything Brenda does, they're like, Brenda, you mess. Go to your room, Brenda. Brenda. Yep. <laughs> yep. Okay, so later at school, Brenda and Dylan are making out because yeah, that's the are. only time they can see each other now is yeah. at yeah. school. Dylan says he's not going to go to the wedding because Jim's going to be there and he just feels awkward about it. He also says that he thinks that uh, that he and Brenda should keep distance. Well, that's what Jim wants anyways. It is. What are they fighting about anymore? (laughs) That's the thing. In this episode, I feel like it is so clear that what should happen is that Brenda and Dylan should just take a couple of weeks because you know, like two, three weeks down the road... They're going to have something and Dylan's going to be there and it's going to be like, oh, okay. And they'll just move on with their lives. Mm-hmm. But neither Brenda nor Dylan really seems to have the guts yeah. to like stick just be with chill. that. Just be chill. Honestly, Dylan might have, if not for some interference a little later on. Yeah. Mm. So Brenda then says she's not going to go to the wedding if he doesn't go. and Which is crazy yeah, because she's that's a bridesmaid crazy. and there's no reason why Dylan should go to this wedding. It, it's crazy. 
She is reacts the like he's saying he's sibling? not going to go to They're their twins. They're twins. Yeah, but at the same time, who was born first? Brandon's, uh, a, couple, Brandon. Brandon's a couple seconds older. Yeah. yeah. Seconds. I tell you what. Seconds. <laughs> when it comes to siblings, those seconds count. You can tell that she's the younger one. <laughs> well, Jim would agree I'm with not you. Going. Jim would agree with you. The next scene is at Kelly's house. Again, I like Jackie's outfit here. It's like a similar outfit, but it's orange yeah, and black. Yeah. I really yeah. liked it. Jake and Kelly. Jake is done with all his work, so he's leaving, and he and Kelly are having a goodbye. She's trying to give him kisses and, you know, make plans for later. Is there no one else in this house? He What? Is there no one else in their house? Because they if can I was, see what they're doing. If I was Kelly, I would not be... Just doing it right at the front door. Well, I guess she doesn't care. Um, but he he thinks that they... He's kind of putting her off and say they should just be friends. And he says uh, that he's the last person she should be bringing home to mom. So yeah, insinuating he, he, he has a history. Because she's she's invited him to come to the wedding, too. Oh, she's yes. like, you know, you need, you need to come to the wedding. And he's like, yeah, no, you know, you don't want that. And he says he says something like, "Oh, I, I think we ought to just see what happens." And Kelly says, "I think we already did." And I thought that that was like a strong moment for her, where she was like, "Yeah, I see what you want," but no, she goes in for a kiss right after that. It's like Kelly, Kelly, Kelly. And you know, Kendra, last week we were talking about uh, what how old Jake is because he seems very old. Yeah. And Mel Gildan's novelization put a little bit of perspective on that. He has he has Kelly say that uh, Jake. Is old like is old enough to have graduated college had he gone to college. So I think that puts him like 20. at least 23, 24. That's what I said when you asked. Yeah, I was yeah. like, I think he's like 24. Yeah, and she's like 17, so uh, mm-hmm. a little skeevy. A little skeevy. Oh, little. Later on at the rehearsal, Kelly is kind of griping to Brenda about Jake and, you know, how he kind of put oh, her off yeah. and he hurt her. And um, then. Brenda is complaining about, you know, whining about Dylan and they they get into this fight where Kelly's like, I'm sick of talking about Dylan and uh Kelly ends up calling Brenda a very not nice word. She calls her the B word. The B yeah. word. And in that moment, I don't know. She a hundred percent was. <laughs> yeah. But I love I love in this moment when she says that uh that Jake and Kelly aren't even what does she say? Something she compares them to David and Donna. Yeah, yeah. Hello, like David these, and Donna. This, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And Donna's just like, hey! (laughs) It's such an accurate ranking. Yeah, it's true. Yep. So Kelly storms off and Donna goes after her. So this is during the rehearsal. (laughs) Like, they're supposed to be rehearsing. Instead, they're having this argument. Yeah, this is what it's like. Um... So then Donna comes back out and is like, uh, guys, a pipe burst and the living room is flooded. Do you think it's Jake's fault? I do. I think Jake did it on purpose. (laughs) (laughs) He's he's a saboteur. Is that that what you're (laughs) suggesting? This is why you shouldn't get close to me. Yep. (laughs) Uh, So poor Jackie. She's trying to now, I mean, she's dealing with Kelly and now she has to deal with this on on top of that. So I felt bad for Jackie. Yeah, I did too. Yeah. Well, plus she's like nine months pregnant. Let's not forget. Yeah. She's so pregnant. Is she? Yeah. Yeah. I did not notice. She doesn't. Wow. No, she doesn't look well. Those '90s maternity clothes that Kendra's been At praising. The end, really like when job. she's in her wedding dress. Yeah, with you that can, sick you hat. Can tell. Oh my goodness! Let's not talk about the hat yet. Uh, at the peach pit. Um. Oh, Eric called this the gross-looking place. 
The pizza pit? <laughs> yeah, it's a little. It's just. It's just like they have bathroom tiles on the wall. He and was they like, say, "Hey, let's put up some vinyl." He's like, "Wow, there sure are records on the wall." <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Anyway, the gang is the at the peach pit, pit and they're. <laughs> Did talking you say about... you were married at the peach pit? I said I would love a the peach pit. Oh yeah, Kendra, would you love a the peach pit? Yeah. If we found a the peach pit around town. Yes, I loved uh, when we used to live in New York going to Texas Hot, which I feel yeah. like is a peach oh, pit kind hot. of place. Like very peach. You did up. not like Texas Hot, so that makes sense to me that you would <laughs> not like the peach pit. But anyway, the gang is there talking about how the living room is just trashed. There's no having the wedding there anymore. Andrea comes in and says she found her invitation. Uh, it was sent to her mom's house and then her mom forgot to give it to her. Do you think it's an invitation to Andrea's pity party? <laughs> no. Maybe. But Kelly is like, of course you're invited. Like, why would you think that? And then Andrea has a little moment where she talks about how she feels, you know, she never quite feels like she's part of the gang, um, but she is. She's part of the well, game. Well, I mean, the thing is, the only reason why she gets any, why she's part of that at all is because of her connection with Brandon. Mm. Like, right. nothing outside of that. They sort of tried to do a thing with her and Brenda for a little bit, but they're just kind of like, Well, eh. but her and Steve have some stuff now. I guess that's true. Her and true. Steve are always right. hanging out. I guess you're right. Yeah. Oh, do you want to talk about your, your thoughts on Steve at this moment? Or do you want to wait oh, until boy. Steve pops up? Which one, Steve? The big, big? The, with the blonde curly hair. Is he blonde cool? Is mullet. he supposed to be cool? <laughs> I think he's supposed to be just like, no, I think he's supposed to be like a, I think he's supposed to be like a himbo, you know? <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm in it now. Okay. Every time okay. Steve was on the screen. His hair is ridiculous. Eric was just it like, is. ugh. Even by 90 standards, his hair yeah. is like four years too late. Yeah. Yeah. And, so. and you happen to see an episode where he wears a full shirt. That doesn't happen very often. <laughs> yeah. But at one point the shirt is covered in sweat. So yeah. Okay. That counts. Yeah. It is. Yeah. So, okay, so then they're talking about, well, what can we do? Where can the wedding be? And Brandon is like, oh, we can have it at my house. Sure, my parents will be fine with that. They love having people over. Cut to the Walsh house and Cindy and Jim are like, uh, no. Yeah, I yeah. don't get this. Yeah. What the heck? Your yeah. friend's wedding can't happen because their house is leaking a pipe and you have to... Man, I tell you what, the rich are the ones that do not share, right? Come on. How close would you say Cindy and Jackie are? Listen, I was surprised that Cindy was as down on having the wedding there, though I thought I thought Brandon was absolutely right that that Cindy would be like, we'd love to host it. It's not like Cindy and Jim would have to like pay for anything or like do the work. You're just hosting it. I don't. I could see Jim. I could see Jim being like, no. But I feel like Cindy yeah, should have been. But also, I, I mean... wasn't surprised. I wasn't surprised by Cindy's mm-hmm. reaction because mm-hmm. I don't. I don't really feel like she's that close with Jackie. Every time Jackie is at their house, I'm like, "What are you doing here?" It doesn't feel <laughs> like they're friends. Kendra, so I can understand, like when house? when sure. Cindy's like, Cindy's tangential to this situation, <laughs> and like, there's no way that someone would be like, "Let's have it at at the Walsh house," unless Brandon had brought it up. Yeah. So I can understand why she would be like, "I don't." really feel well, like this is Jim my didn't thing answer that phone yeah that's true <laughs> yeah yeah so while they're talking about this jackie calls and cindy can't say no because yeah. it's jackie makes it sound like brandon offered the house so jackie's <laughs> already on board i as soon as that phone started ringing we were already laughing <laughs> you know, because it's obviously gonna happen the cuts in this oh my god in this like whole situation and the timing is just really funny to james Zach house's credit 
Jim does a full on spit take and it absolutely works. <laughs> <laughs> and then when when Brandon's sort of like, bah, 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 yeah, he has like an awkward laugh and so leaves. Funny. Yeah, that was really funny. All right, so now it's wedding day, and Finally. the decorators are showing up at the Walsh house. Um, oh, here's where I wrote, wow, Eric hates Steve. <laughs> you must have <laughs> no. said something. I don't he... even know what. why. He's just doing something. I guess it's just because he's just like that big lug with the sweaty shirt. Yeah. And like, not doing it. I just was like, what's what's this character's point right now? Well, no, I, think... I totally get that attitude. I, I have like an affection for Steve after having seen the entire show just because he's around. But like, I have a similar reaction whenever he's on the screen. I'm just like, ugh. It seems like for a season finale, uh, not a lot of the char- not all the characters are being serviced well here. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, that's true. Some are just like, they're, they're very much like auxiliary characters for like the last episode. It's like, well, we'll find a place for Donna and Steve later. Yeah, that's true. That, well, I was trying to think when I was we were going over this. I was trying to think like, did David speak in this episode? He but did. I remember. He does. I know. Yes. He yeah. does eventually, like at the wedding. With but I was just trying to remember. Like I know I saw him there. But, but yeah, you're absolutely he, right. It's he, a... he shows up so little in this episode. I thought he was uh, Brendan when he did show up. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah, he was like, "Isn't that Brandon?" And I was like, yeah, they've "No." Got, they've got both. They're rocking the same hair game right now. So they that's. Are. Uh, yeah. I'll give you that one. That's yeah. fair. So Steve is there helping uh, set up everything and Brandon is yep. helping as well. Steve tries to eat some of the food, but his hand is is slapped away. But yep. then he and Brandon like steal food later so and much. run away with Brandon it. Brandon <laughs> takes so many of So much herbs. food, yeah. Cindy then has to go up and, and get Brenda out of bed. She's just laying in bed and pouting uh-huh. about this whole Dylan thing. Oh, and... she says, I'm not in a party mood. Yeah. Blah. Yeah. You are a bridesmaid. <laughs> it does not matter what Imagine mood you Imagine if any are. of your bridesmaid, imagine if my sister Julia had been doing this. Yeah. And it was like, I can't do it. You would have been like, I would have been like, you will be on that stage in stage. two minutes or so help me. Um, okay. So then she, she kind of is like, can't you, Brenda says to Cindy, can't you make any decisions? Why does dad have to make all the decisions is he the only one who makes Mm -hmm. decisions in this household she basically is like begging cindy to to do something about the situation i think what upset me about this isn't what she says but it's that cindy does give in to that it works yeah that brenda says is he the only one that makes decisions and cindy's like oh really (laughs) like come on cindy so cindy's response to this is she well first (laughs) she walks in on steve and brandon trying to make a champagne fountain and she has to stop that from happening Yep. I love how like innocently gleeful they are about that. It's yeah. funny. It's much more. It's much more elaborate in the novelization too. It was a whole ordeal. Really? <laughs> yeah. And then she gives Brandon something to deliver, and we see oh. in the next scene in the Peach Pit that it is a letter for Dylan, which Brandon brings to Dylan. He opens the letter, and we get a Cindy voiceover reading the letter. What is a hero? <laughs> yeah. Basically, telling Dylan. Like you be the you take the first step. Don't don't cut Jim out. Don't you know walk it's, away. How, how this, can she think that this is the moment yeah, for this insane. to happen? Like I, I can know. understand. Like eventually, 
you know, her trying to orchestrate some sort of reconciliation. But like right now, when a wedding is happening at Jim's house, that yeah. he doesn't want to be there. And well, it's been Brenda's like a trying... day since he kicked them out. I think she did it because Brenda wants Dylan to come to the wedding and he's not coming. At but this point. Well, so, who cares? It's so <laughs> short sighted. This is what I mean earlier. I think Dylan probably would have respected the distance if Cindy hadn't basically played the mod part on him and was like, you know, please do this for me. Like, what's he supposed to do say no you know i just it, think it was yeah it's very poorly thought out because i think if he wouldn't have come to this wedding they would have had an event without dylan they would have had some time and things could have maybe like simmered down but nope but nope did anyone notice that the letter was on official yes! cindy walsh i wrote it it says okay. cindy walsh at the top of it her personalized <laughs> block letters cindy <laughs> walsh nothing else <laughs> It's left over. Flower, it's left nothing. over from her uh, gardening business. Yeah, business. Yeah, or yeah. whatever business she had in the first yeah. season. Maybe well, she, she has, has no business getting in between Dylan and Jim. Uh, hey oh, and that is our O snap. <laughs> ladies, ladies and gentlemen, all of the names Eric said were correct. <laughs> Back at the Walsh house, Kelly and Donna arrive. They're all dolled up. They got their hair done, and they're looking good. Kelly goes up to talk to Brenda. Wearing, um, a, wearing a farm shirt. Yes, Let's I wrote that down. Bad. Her, She's okay. wearing a like... jean shirt that has several cows on it. I think it was actually one of Jay Leno's shirts, if I remember right. <laughs> I kind of liked it. Did, Did you? you? Yeah, I mean, it's a shirt that, like... A mom in the 90s would wear, yeah. wear so it's kind of brave that she's wearing it. I know. Well, it, it looked like she just came from teaching second grade. You know? Yes. Yeah. Eric asked me if I would wear that shirt, and I said no. I, I think I like There the are things in this cows. show I would wear, but not that shirt. <laughs> so they basically apologize to each other, and we have our all is forgiven yeah. There moment. it is. Pretty much the only one. Well, because, you think yeah. something's going to be all forgiven. Yeah. yeah. But it ain't. So then Dylan shows up and goes to talk to Jim. Jim seems Which like he's going to gonna actually handle this well when he's like, yeah. Dylan, come in. Yeah. Son. Yeah. He seems calm. This was another shocking moment for me because I did not think that Cindy was saying, Dylan, come over here and get into this with Jim. I thought she was saying, just come, come and to just the blend wedding. to the background and just, you know, be here for Brenda. But she sends him right up. Yeah. And uh, I, I thought that was a terrible move on everyone's part. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they get into it. Dylan, what did I say? Dylan thinks it, Jim is being, oh, Jim... I don't know what I wrote here. Dylan thinks Jim is being tolerant? Intolerant? Intolerant? Yeah. I, I, I must have meant intolerant, but I wrote tolerant. But Jim kind of, he's like, we've dealt with a lot with you. And he throws his alcoholism in his face. Yeah. And he mm -hmm. throws um, the pregnancy scare in his face. And I don't know. I don't think... Jim is being no, very nice. I don't think it was handled well either. And, and uh, another thing from the novelization, when they're, when Dylan walks in, uh, in the novel, Jim is watching The Day the Earth Stood Still, and they have, like, an awkward conversation about it. <laughs> and uh, it just it's a funnier, like, intro into that because they have this, like, awkward conversation and they go into this, like, moment that just becomes terrible where mm -hmm. you sort of think that Jim is, like you're saying, you sort of think Jim is going to be cool about it, but he really does not pull his punches. He just lets, he lets himself, I mean, later he says that he, he let his temper get control yeah. of it, but like, it's just, he just lets loose in this, yeah. what, the kinds of things that he throws 
at Dylan are the kinds of things that as a father, I'm sure, are just constantly cycling through his head. But as like an adult speaking to a child, you would not say those things. And if you did, you would not be looked at as good. No, right. Yeah. So Jim declares that after the wedding, he does not want Dylan and Brenda to see each other anymore. And Dylan leaves after that. He's like, well, I guess there's nothing else to say. And he leaves. And then he runs into Brenda and says he's going to go home and change. And he and Cindy share a look. And Cindy can tell that uh, that talk did not go well. (laughs) Brenda thinks everything is fine. Brenda thinks it went well. So I don't know why Cindy wouldn't go with him either. Like, I don't know why it wasn't like the three of them talking about it. Oh, like up to talk to Jim? Yeah, like Dylan's here and he wants to, you know, could we just talk to him for a minute? But no, she's just sort of like, there you go. You know, navigate Jim's weirdness all by yourself. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So then we have a scene with the girls in their bridesmaids dresses, which I hated. Oh, Kendra, these bridesmaid dresses. I, I thought they were cute. Oh, stop no, it. One of them no, is just wearing it. like a ballet tutu. That's what oh, they all are. It's so much tool. Those were the worst <laughs> dresses I have ever seen. Yeah. They and were they're just like this weird short. combination. Yes, they're too short. And like the materials don't really match. Like there's half of them are tool, but half of them are like this weird satin and just... They were so bad. They were bad. Yeah. They were bad. A lot of, all of this wedding fashion was uh, a big problem. Off the rails. I think. <laughs> They're talking about getting married and the, you know, when they will eventually get married. And Donna says that maybe, maybe she'll go traditional and get married in a church. Or maybe she'll go bungee jumping to get yeah. married. And this is where Eric's favorite line comes in. Well, okay. Yeah. It's my favorite line because Brenda, the camera just holds on Brenda. She's like, I do. <laughs> and it's so long and it so awkward that when it cuts back to the other girls and then cuts back to Brenda, she's do- she's like scratching her head like she knows that was the most awkward thing to do in front of people. <laughs> I find that to be a rare winsome moment for Brenda That's because true. it's it's so yes. awkward and silly that it's like it makes her likable. Yeah, it was it was it was funny. It's bad stand up. Yes. Oh, but I guess Brenda has done yeah, that. Yeah, don't get us started <laughs> on yep, Brenda's bad um, stand-up. I guess I'm going to go to college someday. <laughs> <laughs> this is some stand-up comedy, Brenda. <laughs> All right, then Kelly and Jackie have a scene. Jackie is crying and, you know, having thoughts about like, oh, this is, you know, her fourth marriage and what is she doing? She says maybe she should have been like, they should have been like Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell and just mm-hmm. lived together. And yeah, um, but Kelly, you know Kelly kind of still talk- going strong too. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Kelly, Kelly talks her down and says, you know, Mel's the one who asked her and maybe Mel knows what he's doing. And yeah. Jackie says to Kelly that she, there's no one more important to her than Kelly. Mm-hmm. And which they historically have a nice has moment. not been true. No, <laughs> that's true. But maybe Wait, she's being is Kelly's mom the one who's an addict? Yes, was yeah. Was, I mean, was. yeah. Well, I guess I guess she still is. Yes, she's recovering. She's still fighting the good fight. Okay. Was, Hillary, you, wow. Usually, I came on it. You commented on Kelly's acting. In this yeah, I, I thought that was a really, a really intricate moment for Kelly because her, her mom says she asks if she likes Mel. Yeah, and just the. The shot at Kelly, she just has this, you can just see her immediate reaction of like 
fear at the importance of how she would respond yeah. to this and like not really knowing how she actually feels about it. She's just got a lot of stuff going on, but it's not even really an expression. Yeah. <laughs> it's like this absence of an expression. Yeah. I just think it's some really fine acting. We've come in on that before. Jenny Garth has a really nice subtlety that, that yeah. she does in some of these scenes that I feel like none of the other cast have. Let's let's not forget the time that Jason Priestley tried to cry on oh, command. Oh, man. <laughs> that was such a good scene otherwise. It was, oh my gosh. It was, was yeah. excruciating. Then they're walking out of the room and Kelly talks to the baby bump, which I thought was cute. That was cute. Aww. She's like, are we going to get married? Eric, what did you, what did you say about Kelly? She's just a waif of a girl. But you, but the a line, strong whistle could blow yes, her away. Yes, a strong whistle could blow her away. A strong whistle. She's just so tiny. I didn't realize she, is, she was yeah. so tiny. She's very thin. Yeah. No, I. She just. She's short. She's just a tiny little pocket Polly. Yeah. Polly pocket. Polly pocket. <laughs> pocket yeah. Polly. Poc- that's the off brand. I. <laughs> oh, this is a pocket Polly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's wedding ceremony time. I really hate the hat veil combo that Jackie is wearing. You thought it was her flowers. Well, she picks it in the scene before when they're leaving the room. She picks it it up. And I was like, is this a hat or is it flowers? I really hope it's flowers, but it wasn't. It was her hat. It was a hat. It was a hat. So while the, the priest or whatever is speaking, there's a z- slow zoom in on Brenda, and I was like, oh, are we about to get a Brenda no. fantasy? And it was. So Brenda then has a fantasy about her and Dylan getting married. Is she like Doug? Is she the Doug of this series? The way she A little does? bit. A little bit. <laughs> I hate this fantasy because I spent the entire time waiting for it to for like something to devolve into yes. a nightmare or anything like to happen, but it's just like, yep, she's getting married, everybody's fine, the end. What is it? Nickelodeon started before this, right? Yes. Uh, Yeah. Like, this feels like having these daydreams seems like something they saw happen on Nickelodeon, and we're like, that's good. (laughs) They've been (laughs) happening since season one, so. Yeah, they just seem such like a Nickelodeon style. Yeah. So when uh, the priest says, you may kiss the bride, the fantasy is over, and we're back at the real wedding, all the guys are wearing white tuxes. How do you guys feel about that? White tuxes with, like, black stuff. Like the, what is it? The Oh, just the lapels. The lapels are black, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I guess... I guess I feel like if it was just Mel in the white one and everybody else was wearing black, maybe. But I don't know. They all look like, I don't know, like waiters in a James Bond movie. Like it wasn't, <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I didn't like Jackie's wedding dress that much either. No, so. that in the hat, she looked like a, a stewardess getting married. Yeah. Like it was yeah. terrible. Yeah. There was something so enveloping about that hat. Yeah. It was, yeah. Really it, yeah. Was, yeah. Also, it didn't perch Walsh- on her head. The Walsh backyard is very nice. I don't think we've yeah. ever seen the Walsh backyard. That's because they before. don't use it, but they refuse to let other people ever <laughs> they use are it. So selfish. I guess so. I think they made the float back there, didn't they? Uh, no, that was the front yard. That was their. Oh, okay. That was their yeah, you're driveway. Right. You're right. Where they made the float. I think people are. Listen, I get that it's their fourth wedding, but the whole married again sign on the limo. It's like I know. Yeah. I mean, I I've been to weddings for you know a second or third marriage. And the jokes aren't appreciated. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. All right. So no. now we're... Well, now it, we're... And a similar thing happened in the in the rehearsal we kind of skipped over, too, where the, he's going through and Mel's like, yeah, we, we remember how this goes. And yeah. Like, no. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Come on. So now we're post-wedding. Steve and Kelly are 
arm in arm. I do think oh the uh, the reception looks nice. That's a reception I wouldn't mind going to. Yeah, it does yeah. look nice. Yeah. Um, I like this scene with Steve and Kelly. So Stephen or Steve asks how Jake is, but he calls him Joke. <laughs> he says, <laughs> "How's Joke?" Zing. Um, and you know they have a little conversation about that, and then Steve says that. He finally realized when he saw Jake that they are not getting back together yeah. and that it's over. And Kelly's yeah. like, it's been over for a long time. Yeah. So okay, is this the end of it, Nick? Are we I, are we done? Ev- with, listen, with all we've of had it? we have had this conversation at least five times. <laughs> and every time they have the conversation, I think finally we don't have to talk about this anymore. So I think that this is the last time. But I couldn't tell you. This feels like it was more final. Like Steve they felt pretty final. Steve saying it so directly, I feel like hasn't really happened before. He's yeah. like, I have realized yeah. it is over. We're not getting back together. I guess that's true. Well, the thing is, like just back on Valentine's Day, they sent each other Valentine's cards and stuff. And like yeah. Kelly does. They have a weird relationship. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I hope it's over. Boy, I hope it's over. I hope so, too. I um, love how she's so gentle with him because those lines could very easily, and I think I would have preferred them to be kind of biting. Yeah. Like, well, like Kendra, like you just said it. Yeah. Like it's been yeah. over. Yeah, that's not, <laughs> over how she, that's not how she says it. She says it much nicer than that. <laughs> she's so sweet to him. It's weird. Yeah. He's a creeper. <laughs> Next, we have David comes up and uh, takes Kelly and they have a little dance, which is nice because they're siblings now. Yes, they are. Dylan and Brenda are dancing, and Jim oh. is glaring at them as they're dancing. And Dylan brings up what happened that morning and said that only other, only one other person has made him feel that bad, and he's in jail. His dad. His dad. His dad. Yes. His dad. His yep. dad. Yep. For so, other, it, that makes it sound like Dylan like hit him in the head with a wrench or something. But no, <laughs> he just he's in jail for like well, like tax evasion some, or something yeah, like, some... you know made it seem like dylan framed him for murder but <laughs> that is not what happened i do have to say though since we've been talking a lot about the fashion here dylan's outfit is disgusting oh Does i don't remember, remember what it was the color is i don't it like the is color horrid it's like a it's like a real dark like mustard yeah suit and like it, it's all like burgundies and like forest green shirt it's horrible it's it too really big bad. too it's like oversized oh yeah well that's that's 90s though that's i know classic. but it's like too too oversized i, I think will. tell it to color me bad sister i will <laughs> i will back to kelly and david they're having a nice little conversation where kelly says that david has changed and he got cool and that he makes cool. he's gotten cool and that it's makes david happy yeah. that she says that I thought maybe we were going to get a Scott reference there, but we didn't. Nope. Did nope. not. No more Scott. And then who should show up but Jake? Hey, from Melrose Place. From Melrose Place. And they have a conversation where Jake says that Kelly's not a kid, but she's not an adult. It's he also says. say you're not a kid. It is a gross conversation. He also says that he should be arrested for the thoughts he's having right oh. now. He literally should be arrested, yeah. though. That's the thing. Kelly's like, I'm not going to call the cops. And I'm like, but someone could. Someone yeah. could call the The entire cops. conversation, I was just sitting there shaking my head, being like, nope, nope, no, nope, no, no, no. Don't no, say no, that. No. No, don't say that. Yeah, so that goes on for a little bit. And then uh, they have some kisses. They do. Have some kissy time. I'm just going to say it right here. I cannot stand how Kelly kisses. 
the stupid <laughs> face that she makes she like lean she leads with her like bottom jaw it's awful i, I haven't it. even noticed that but i oh, will look well, for look, that now look on next time i will oh, i hate it <laughs> cut to steve he's trying to he's trying to get with some some girls and he's like how has kelly not mentioned me and yeah one of them kind of blows him off but then the other one in a Denise Richards. Denise Richards is like that was Denise Richards. Yes, oh. it's like hey, I'll you know Kelly told me about you, and they they walk off together. Unless yeah. she's talking about uh, the science of a nuclear fusion reactor, I don't recognize her <laughs> in any role. That's true. It yeah. was so yeah. fast. It was really really fast. It was. Then we have an Andrea Brandon conversation. Andrea, by the way, wearing white. Yeah. To a wedding. Tacky. You're not supposed to do that. Well, she wasn't invited. Invite her. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's just another wrapping up her whole. You know, she always questions if if they're really her friends, uh, but they are, and that's that whole conversation. Wrapping up her story, her storyline there, and then okay, so then we see. Jackie and Mel are going up the stairs, Ugh. and David says, sneaking off to the bedroom already? Yeah. <laughs> Which it's is gross. gross. But then these, but, these but then, kids make a lot of jokes about their parents having sex. Yeah. And, but then Jake also just goes with his, like, yeah, we just couldn't wait. No, Mel. Mel. It's Mel. Mel. Sorry. Oh, Eric, Jake you were doing so well. Oh, no. you were doing so well. Oh. No, Mel. Um, and then David gives him. Gives them his wedding present, which if you'll remember from the previous episode, is a earring for each of them. Yeah. It's the worst. And they're like, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> By the way, like, how is David buying, like, those big diamond studded earrings, right? I don't, I don't understand his financial situation. Well, he bought that really expensive perfume for Donna that I know, time, yeah. So. I know. And Kelly was not happy. Yeah. All right, so even later into the night, it's dark outside now, but pe- the party's still going. It yeah, sounds it's a like it sounds like Michael Bublé. I know it's not, but uh, I was thinking maybe Harry Connick Jr. Yeah, I mean it sounds. Nick, that one definitely struck me as replacement audio. Oh yes, yeah, that dance like For nobody sure. was dancing as if they were dancing to that song specifically. I know. Yeah, yeah, and it was another one of those songs that was like outdoor wedding. Yeah. We're having an outdoor <laughs> wedding right now. Yeah. <laughs> Dylan is at the bar and Jake comes up and tries to talk to him and Dylan is not nice to Jake at all for no, no reason. Really. No. Um, you know, is basically like, I should have lived like you and just, you know, wandered around and not had any attachments and Jake's like, okay. And it's a good I feel like it's a good scene. I think it's especially a good scene for Jake because I thought that it was the most like most Melrosey place yeah. Jake is like in both of these episodes. It's a good, it's a good setup for him. And I think they're, Melrose their place seems dangerous. Yeah. A little bit. <laughs> but I think their, their relationship makes sense to me too. Like Dylan and Jake. I thought it, I thought it worked. Yeah, I think so. I think, I think what you're seeing with it feeling more like Melrose place, Jake is that he has, he has a bit more of a responsible vibe to him. He's yeah. like trying to warn Dylan off of this lifestyle yeah. and like that kind of thing. And in Melrose Place, he sort of takes a bit of that policey kind yeah. of a role yeah, with all does. of the crazy people there. Yeah. yeah. Well, Dylan said, well, first of all, he thinks that Dylan's drinking and Dylan supposedly just has a Coke. But, um, you know, Jake is like, that's not been one of your strong suits. You know, and they, they have a little back and forth. And, and Dylan says the thing like Kendra's saying about, um, 
you know, well, it looks like Jake, you look, look, you have it all together. And he has a line where he's like, it's supposed, uh, yeah, to, look it's supposed to look that way, which I thought was such first is such a Jake line. Yeah. And I just thought it was a cool, a cool response to that. Yeah. So then Dylan is warning him, like, not to like, don't mess with Kelly. Like yeah. she, she's going to get attached to you. And Jake is like, don't, don't worry about Kelly. Like she knows what's up. It's fine. Yes, that's it. Kelly knows what's up, which I wish <laughs> that was the title of this episode. <laughs> Okay, so then Brenda has a little argument with Jim where she's like, what the heck did you say? He yeah. is so upset. Go talk to him. And Jim is like, yeah, I probably overreacted. Brenda actually, like, I think she hit it right on the head with Jim because you see his face. You see on his face that he understands what he's done. You know, she's like, we are we are his family, like, regardless of what you think and now the way you've treated him. And I think Jim does feel a little guilty yeah, he and, should. And he, well, he definitely should, but he, I think he actually does feel some guilt there and does feel like oh, he maybe needs to needs to clear things up with Dylan. He always, his relationship with Dylan just makes me crazy. And it just seems like either shaky writing or just a demonstration of a weak person because he just willfully invites Dylan to be this surrogate son in some regards. And he's like taking care of his financial stuff. And he, the way he talks to him, he's like taking this father role. He's allowing Dylan to view him that way. I think consciously, Yeah. but then he doesn't treat him like a son when it's time for like a discipline kind of situation. He just, he just sets him as Brenda's screw up boyfriend. He, Mm -hmm. it's like he has two different Dylans in his mind and he doesn't take responsibility for how integral he has become in Dylan's like, entire psyche he won't really put the work in when it comes right down to it jim's not going to put the work in yeah yeah okay so then jim goes to find dylan and dylan at this point is just like not even trying anymore to be you know cordial or anything that scene they're both i really thought they were going to punch each other in the face. i was i was ready for dylan to punch jim in the face but you know dylan's like i trusted you and you you know now you're being you know you're kicking me out and you're being awful to me and i looked up to you and um then he's he tries to get jim to hit him he's like you know at least when my dad was mad at me like he would give me bruises and they would fade and then he tries to get jim to hit him i don't ever remember that before do you remember that being a part of this i do not I don't think there's ever been talk that that Dylan was like physically abused. So I was actually a little surprised just from like a continuity standpoint that 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 was the route they went. Yeah. But yeah, I think I think he is trying to trying to provoke a a real confrontation. Yeah. So he then grabs some alcohol and Jim's like, what, you're going to drink now? And Dylan throws the bottle at the wall. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And he really I mean, he I don't think we've heard Dylan yell like this. I mean, he really yells. I yeah. don't, just the the height of his his anger. I don't think we've heard that before. But yeah. he says, um, "What does he say?" He he says, "I want your hands off my money." But he yeah. he says something else too. I can't remember what the other thing he said is. Like, you don't tell me what to do, type thing. And then he says, I, "And I want your hands off my money." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like this this is just. The situation is like taking a chisel to Dylan's problem. Like yeah. he has this this deep 
problem with his father and with like parent figures in general. And I feel like this situation is just like hitting exactly the wrong spot for him and it just cracks him wide open. It was really irresponsible, I think, of Jim to agree to be like the executor of Dylan's trust. I don't think like trust is in the legal like monetary sense, not like right. trust yes. between them. You know, <laughs> I just don't think that that I think he's just too close to it. And I don't even really think that that would be allowed you know, but I, I guess if Dylan's mom requested it specifically, but it just seems like Jim can't handle this. You know what I mean? Like, he, well, when it first came out, they they weren't nearly as entangled. Yeah, as they I are guess now. that's true. I guess that's true. So then we have the send off, and Jackie, Jackie and Mel are leaving. They toss the bouquet, and Andrea catches the bouquet. Yeah. Ah, well, she's already wearing white. So I right know. <laughs> there we go. Dylan runs into Brenda, and he's like, "You know what? I." This was my mistake. I got too close, and I, I'm not going to do that again. And he he leaves. Brenda tries to go after him, but Jim stops her and says that she's forbidden to see Dylan again. And uh, and Dylan drives off one way, and Jackie and Mel drive off the other way. And that's Brandon, the end of the episode. Mean, Brandon, meanwhile, does nothing. Brandon's no, he just stands right and watches. There. Yeah, He sees the shape that Dylan's in. He could, he could just go with him. He could just hop in the car and be like, yeah, man, let's get out of here. But he just watches it, and he's like, Dylan. Dylan. Which he has done before. There's yeah. been many a times when Brandon, like, well, well, Brandon leaves him in the pool hall when he's all drunk and stuff. He's just like, ah, oh, boy, what are you going to do? Well, <laughs> bye. <laughs> well, bye. <laughs> oh, I, was dis- I was disappointed at Brandon in that moment. I thought this was an interesting season finale because usually they wrap it up, but uh, I felt like this was, you know, a tumultuous ending to the season. I agree. Well, I think I think Eric hit it right too that it's not uh, it's not a showcase for really anyone besides Brenda and Dylan. You know, yeah. like it's nobody nobody really has much of a storyline. Kelly does, but I guess in the back of my mind, I know that's really serving the the Melrose Place setup more than it is like Kelly's story. Yeah, you know? it so, it doesn't feel like a lasting story. No, it really feels like like a like a, a, a mid-season break. You know what I mean? Like they're going to yeah. come back after Christmas or something. It yes. doesn't feel like the end. But remembering how they do these episodes, it's only, you know, maybe a month before we have new episodes yeah, again. Yeah, I think July. So Yeah, two okay. Months. So two months, yeah. But yeah, still not not a very yeah, long. Yeah, it does wait. it has a weird it doesn't have uh it doesn't have the same weight probably as the first season finale, you know. But I mean, I liked it. Did you? Let's so let's do that. Did did we enjoy the episode, Hillary? You first. Uh, I did. Yeah. Um, I think I I enjoyed it just as dipping my toe back into nine hundred two one zero again. Anytime yeah. I I sit in on one, I'm not as invested. You know. Yeah. I I think I just enjoyed watching the characters. Okay. All right. And well, Eric, uh, what about you? Uh it's fine. It's, <laughs> it doesn't feel like a season finale. Yeah. Like the important thing that's happening, the wedding is happening to, you know, tangential characters and the whole, right. I guess it's the end because it's a cliffhanger. It's like, Oh no, what's going to happen with Dylan? But yeah. since nothing's happening to anyone else, it just kind of mm-hmm. feels like, see you next episode. Yeah. So yeah, it's absolutely true. What about you, Kendra? I did like it, yes, and I I was okay with the ending. Um, I th- I thought it was, you know, I I think it's I don't like when every single episode ends super nicely. So yeah, I I was fine with a you know a rockier ending. 
I, I mean, it's sort of a two-parter here, Mexican standoff and Wedding Bell Blues. And I, I really enjoy both of these episodes. So, I mean, I had a good time watching both of these. Um, I, it, I, I do think it's kind of a weird finale, but I think it, I think it works as an episode. And, and even though it's not moving everybody's story along, it, it's moving what has been a lot of the focus of this season. And that's Dylan and Brenda. It is moving that um, to somewhat familiar territory, but it, but it has it's more intense now. You know, it's it's definitely an escalation. Agreed. What's our 90210 snap? Who wants to go first? The most dramatic moment of this episode. Mine was the fight between Kelly and Brenda, I think. The B-word. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that that felt like straight out of like Dynasty or something like that from the 70s. That was very. <laughs> there needed was, to be a snap or a slap. A slap. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> that was very 70s. Yeah, that's a good pick. What about you, Hillary? You want me to come back to you? All right, I I think it's I think it's a fight at the end. I think when Dylan throws the bottle to me was like, oh, was, oh. Yeah. yeah, I thought the you know. B word was gonna be mine, but it's the bottle throwing because yeah. I was like, okay. dang, <laughs> all right, because that's a scene. Yeah, it doesn't seem like anyone else at the wedding knows notices this though. Yeah, I think they're all outside because the send off is happening. So yeah. it's only the two of them that are in. The I back. don't know. I feel like you'd hear that in some level that that bottle shatter. It does seem like it. It does seem like it. But I think most people, I mean, luckily, Mel and Jackie are not aware, not aware of all the drama that's happening, mm. which is nice. You know, and I, I don't even think David, too, is aware. And Kelly's kind of in her own universe. So it is kind of contained just to really the Walsh's and Dylan. But um, and you, Nick. yeah, I, yeah. I, oh, my my snap is it's the it's the bottle fight. Yeah. Oh, but, that's uh, what you said. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. Hillary. Yeah, but, Hillary's the one who didn't answer. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'd have to go with the bottle fight. Hmm. I mean, bottle well, fight. <laughs> I, I'd like to watch this Jim and Dylan breaking bottles yeah. at the bar, <laughs> tying their hands together jacket. like from Beat It. <laughs> I think it's a good episode. I think it holds up. It's. Uh, I think it's essential viewing to oh, to yes. it, just because. I mean, for what happens with the the Brent Dylan relationship, but also, you know, as a little footnote in in like the 90210 franchise history, it is the start of you know it expanding into something bigger. So, yeah, I uh, I I'm I'm a fan of the episodes. Nice. Mm-hmm. Well, Eric, Hillary, thank you. Yeah, thanks for being here. For joining us. Thanks for uh, bringing us in. Yeah. Yep. And are you going to let Kendra be on previously on X-Men? Well, she's already staked her claim. I think we should have a full crossover. A full crossover. Well, Kendra could be the Jake. She could just. Kendra can can, can ease us in. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Hillary, you can warn uh, Kendra not to break my heart when I'm not there on the podcast. Yeah, that'll be Eric knows what's up. Yeah, that's that's the nature (laughs) of your relationship. So yeah, 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 truly. Then Kendra, I think it's time for you and I to do some. Well, hold on, Eric. Eric has Hillary said we should come up with uh, who the nine hundred two one zero cast. Oh, I was hoping you would actually do it. Oh my gosh, yes, yes, I'm all for it. So you guys are going to have to jump in on this one, but I'm I'm thinking we've got Brenda is going to be Jubilee because she's sometimes a little bratty. Okay, that's fair. You put that's those fine. you put those big pink sunglasses on Brenda. I think she she'd kind of look a bit like Jubilee. Mm-hmm. See, but Brenda's never optimistic or anything. No, I don't. I don't know. There's not. Listen, there's not going to be a good one to one comparison on any of these. You wouldn't go more a, of a Donna for Jubilee. No, no, no. Okay, no, too Donna's too tall. All right. Don is too tall. All right. All right. Uh, Steve, <laughs> based off of this Steve. one specific she, episode. Steve is Colossus. <laughs> okay. Or right. you could play yeah, right. a pre a pre hairy beast. 
Yeah. <laughs> no, Beast, are you nuts? He's not smart. Well, I mean, that works out if you're going to make uh, if, you, if you're going to make Kelly Kitty Pride, too, because then it gets a little. Uh, I, I no, said... Kelly can't be Kitty. <laughs> all right. David... Nick, you got to sit this all right, out. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> All of all of these are based off of this episode. Oh, I understood. Okay. So David is Longshot, and I thought he could be Iceman, but there is something so like out of touch about David. I'm like, you know what? He's an alien. <laughs> I know. Uh, I think I think you got it with Iceman. I think he's the Iceman. Fun okay. fact: I Brian, Aust- as the Brian Austin Green voiced the Human Torch in the '90s Fantastic Four mm. animated series. Well, there you go. Uh, Andrea, I feel like should be Jean because she already feels like everybody's mom. Hmm. I would make her beast. Probably. You would make her beast? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that's a good one, Kendra. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she could be beast. Well, I put Kelly as Ileana because she's so tiny. Okay, <laughs> your criteria are not my criteria. <laughs> well, I can't I can't cast Kelly as Kitty Pride because she has she shares no traits with Kitty Pride. Uh, I feel like I would go Jean. Kelly? I, I think I would go Jean as well. Yeah. You yeah. guys' estimation of Jean is very low. Uh, what? Look. I love Kelly. Kelly is my favorite character the entire show. Oh my gosh. Uh, I, w- I was choosing between Wolverine and Gambit, so I actually went Gambit for Dylan. Mm. Because yeah, I feel like he looks more that. the part, even, but he's still got that like, yeah, I've got a mysterious background, so what? <laughs> he's yeah, a card. Uh, Donna, I have no clue. I'm going to go with Polaris because I have no commitment towards Polaris. Yeah, I think that's good too, yeah. All right. Oh, and Brandon, I really couldn't cast, but you took Iceman, so I don't know. I you guys Brandon, cast I, Brandon. Brandon, I would do Cyclops. Yeah. Brandon just doesn't... Just, you know what? Yes, guy. because Brandon also never really understands human emotion in the earlier seasons. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. But he also does fly into a blind rage like Wolverine. <laughs> so, well, also, but Cyclops you know. on the animated series also kind of does that. Like one minute he's yeah. like, we, we talked about this. One minute Cyclops is like, you need to get out of here, Gambit. Stop selling lies. And then Professor X is like, calm down, Cyclops. He's like, you're right. <laughs> so, and you know what? Shave Jim's head. He can be Professor X. Hmm. He can be Professor X. I was going to say Cindy's more the Professor X. Wouldn't you say? No, Look, she she can be you, Moira. I'm gonna uninvite you both. <laughs> Sorry. No, can fine. Jake for just this episode? Can Jake be Wolverine? Because he does actually, just Jake. Jake, you puts the uh, throw a jacket over his back, and he'd be like, "Later, bub." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's where he wants yeah, to go. He's short. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And in that case, if Kelly is Jean, hey, oh, it's perfect. Yeah. Nice. I like it. All Did right. we forget anyone? No, I think I think we got everybody. <laughs> we got everybody. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. All right. All right. Well, thanks for being here, guys. And uh, we look forward to seeing you on your podcast. All right. All right. See ya. Hillary, we got to go watch Dawson's Creek now. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yeah. I don't want to wait. <laughs> loves to be over. Oh, thought they'd never leave. <laughs> That was fun. I'm glad that they decided to join us they, for this episode. They really, they really, they both dug in too, which was nice. Which yeah. was nice. I wasn't sure with Eric having like no affection for the show. I didn't know if he was really going to be able to dive in, but he seemed pretty invested in the characters. Yes. So. Agreed. Maybe maybe that's a boost for the podcast that we're doing a good job of yeah. <laughs> relating these characters. Um, Kendra, how do you feel about season two versus season one? I think I liked season two more. I felt like we moved everyone along pretty well um i am i am weirdly on the fence about it hmm. about about which way to go because i i really think that a lot of characters this season were left in the dust 
Mm. You know, and that's that I guess that's yeah. a little frustrating. I think like serializing the story is a huge, huge boost to the show. I think that just makes it way better. Oh, yeah. So I definitely. guess for, th- for that reason, I would say that season two is better. But I think that I feel maybe the opposite of you. I feel like character wise, the arcs were a little bit more. I don't know. Maybe they were more clear to me in season one. Hmm. I don't know. I disagree. But okay. <laughs> I think that I think the summer season, which we've we already did a an in depth uh, takedown on the summer season, but I think that was a really good way to to put the characters in a new thing and, and test them out, and then you know push us into season two. I think without that, without that little little summer lit of seasons there, I think that we would have had a show that was very similar one to two but i think the summertime gave them a little chance to um everybody's in a new zone figure out what these characters do and they're not just doing their regular things uh, i think that that helped a lot so um yeah i don't know i don't know i guess i expected in my memory i don't like season one and i think season two is where it takes off but i guess i'm feeling a little bit more that there's a uh, plus and minuses of both seasons and maybe season one is stronger than i remember it I definitely liked season one, but I, I think yeah. I think this is definitely a step up. Yeah, I think the nature of the show changes so much that I have to, I do have to give it to season two. And I mean, as we were talking earlier, the opening, right? I mean, oh, we yes. finally got our opening this season, which is uh, one of the things that makes the show iconic. You know, like that that intro is just so well known to like a generation of people. Even if you didn't watch the show, I feel like, you know, that intro. Yeah. For sure. Uh, what were let's let's just start easy, Kendra. What were some of your favorite episodes of the season? Um, all my favorites I have listed here are like the the uh, the argument, like big argument ones. Okay. So I put uh, Chucky's back. Oh, um, interesting. Because okay. I liked the Steve and Chucky yeah. fighting stuff. Very Steve heavy there. Um, mm-hmm. I know you're not gonna like this, but I put my desperate Valentine because I thought that. That's with the that, float, right? Yes, that whole her being crazy. I just, I just liked it. It was, I just, I don't know. I like stuff like that. I think you know. I mean, we talked about this a lot when it was happening, but I really think that that the payoff in that episode kind of makes the Emily Valentine arc leading up to it, which I, I don't enjoy watching, but I do think that the payoff in that episode makes those episodes worthwhile. Yeah. And so to me, that that speaks to a really strong episode because it was able to take things that were understated and suddenly be like, oh, no, she's crazy. She's been crazy <laughs> the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. So, no, I, I I'm not an Emily Valentine fan, but I, I have no problem with that pick. I'm surprised about Chucky's back. I wouldn't have guessed that for you. Yeah. The last one I, I said is meeting Mr. Pony as well, just because yeah. I think Shannon Doherty did a really good job in that episode. And I thought yeah. it was filmed very really well like there were some it was. scary moments mm-hmm. so yeah that episode really it kind of like i mean they're so separate so only in that they're have a unique style i think of this one and the matthew perry episode from season one. Oh yeah uh, those are both shot like episodes of a different series mm-hmm. you know like they they just commit to a style and they do it and and uh Meeting Mr. Pony, I think, is is just like true to itself throughout the whole thing and manages to really sell it. So, yeah, I think uh, I think those are all good choices. What about you, Nick? You know, this time I was weird. I feel like <laughs> I was weirdly into like the, the whole Mel, Jackie, David Kelly yeah. situation. Uh-huh. And so like I really liked in Baby Makes Five with all the like 
you know, the misinformation, very like Three's Company esque. Shakespeare episode. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I, yeah, I mean, I I thought that was a lot of fun. And I really like this two part finale. Yeah. I, I, you know, I I think that I probably would have preferred them to come earlier in the season and then have, have, end in a different way. But, um, I, I remember these two episodes like from childhood. I remember these episodes more than I've remembered any of the ones that that we've watched so far like these these episodes for some reason like Brenda Dillon sneaking to Mexico when I was a kid just really stood out in my mind and so to watch them again for I guess this would probably be the third time because I would have watched them when they were on and then I watched them 10 years ago or something so to see those for the third time and they still hold up to me and I mean I am a sucker for a crossover and um what happened last time when Hillary and I watched these together uh, we were not planning on watching Melrose Place. I'd never seen Melrose Place before that. We weren't going to do that. But because Kelly and a couple of the other characters appear in the first several episodes, we were like, well, you know, let's just let's just watch those so, just so we can round out those storylines and see those conclude. And then we ended up just watching all of Melrose Place. <laughs> and and I've always really liked Jake as a character. So this is the first time this is the first time I'm seeing these episodes knowing who Jake is. You know? Yeah. So, you know, it was cool to go back and see the things that um, that were weird. Like I bumped up on him being like a surf expert because that's insane. But (laughs) I think most of most of the dialogue and most of the characterization of Jake is what you will see in Melrose Place. So, you know, I think I think it's cool that it starts that spin off. And I just think I think they're intense, dramatic episodes. And I think they're they're done pretty well. You know, I think the characters, as we've just discussed, are a little erratic in those episodes, but I don't think anybody is really acting outside of what you'd expect from them. So um, those, those are definitely the most memorable for me. So I'd probably give it to those three as a favorite. They kind of go together anyway. Yeah. What about least favorites, Kendra? Least favorite. I would have to go with um, euphoria just because all the Emily Valentine stuff is so frustrating. Yes. Euphoria is the one in the nightclub where she flips brand euphoria. Yes. Um, Ashes to Ashes, was that this season? That wasn't a summer thing, was it? I don't remember. What is that one? The the one where the Ash family moves in. Oh, yes, that is season two. Yeah, early on. Yep. Um, Why you, just because it's so clumsy. With, yeah. With the, yeah. 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 And uh, uh, Fire and Ice. Oh, I yes. didn't hate Fire and Ice, but it just, you know, it was whatever. Yeah. Yes, I agree with both of those choices. I didn't put the I didn't put Ashes to Ashes on my list because I, I almost like discount it because it is so it's so like poorly handled. I sort of <laughs> it's like almost like apocryphal to me. But um, yeah, that that's not a good episode. And yeah, you know what? I should have put Fire and Ice on mine, too, because I find that episode just dead boring. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, you know what? I'm including Fire and Ice on my list as well. It's too late, Nick. You didn't yeah. put it on there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, anyway, what else besides Fire for Ice? me? I mean, our, ours is an actual. Uh, we did these episodes together, but both Cardio Funk and Pit in the Pendulum, I just did not like. Mm. I, I just Pit thought the Pendulum is Pit where the Pendulum the, just made no sense. The Peach Pit's gonna be Peach Pit's up for sale, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. yeah, they're they're building like a super mall. I just thought it didn't make any sense with the story that was going on. Cardio Funk is all about the Peach Pit doing like gangbusters business. You know, and even the episode right after that, it doesn't really gel with. And just internally, 
so many of the things don't make sense. Like Nat having a, you know, a 50 plus year lease on the peach pit and, and all this stuff. Like it just, it doesn't make sense. And it ultimately nothing changes. You could take that episode out and put it any other place in the season and it wouldn't matter. It would feel exactly the same. Mm. So yeah, I, think I, that I was, definitely agree with those two as well. I think that's one of the, the, the weakest in cardio funk. I just, Whatever. I, I don't think Cardio Funk was really true to the Brenda and Dylan's relationship. I agree. And I thought Kelly was just pathetic in it. So yeah. I didn't like it. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, which characters do you think stood out as the ones who had the most the most development, the most the most movement as a character, the one you enjoyed watching? Well, definitely Steve gets a lot of play in this season. That's true. Um, and I enjoyed, you know, seeing his little journey to find his mom and yeah. um, see what that meant for him mm-hmm. uh, as a character. So I liked that. Yeah, yeah. I would say that Steve and and Donna to a lesser extent. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I I mean Donna did Donna had her episode with Color Me Bad, whatever that was called. I can't remember, but um, that a was rainy a day. whole episode. Yes, yeah. Things to do on a rainy day. That was a whole thing where finally Donna got a little bit of backstory that was for her because in season one, I feel like both Steve and Donna are just reactionary characters. You know, they don't, they don't really have their own things going on. They're just there to kind of fill out the ensemble and see would get in like goofy B plots. And Donna would was make cameos, you know, Donna was definitely fleshed out. I mean, she had that whole thing, uh, in the, everybody's talking about it. The, the condom, episode yeah. uh where she stood up for for things and mm-hmm. uh, so she she had a lot of good moments in this yeah the, fin- the the financial episode where she was learning how to invest and all yes that. yes she had a lot going on and, and like you said steve with his whole the two-parter uh chucky's back and walsh family christmas where steve is going out and finding his roots and everything those were uh yeah those those really those episodes were about the character like coming into his own and, and figuring things out for himself and not just reacting to Kelly or Brandon or something else. Like finally Steve got a little, a little bit to do. Um, the one I put on my list though was Brenda mm. because I think that like Brenda had a lot of, she had a lot of bratty moments this season as we've discussed tonight, but I thought that she in the first season is almost exclusively a one dimensional, like put upon like spoiled teenager and I think in this season, she felt a lot more like an actual character. Not always a likable character, but a full character. And I think to, the Emily Valentine arc is, is a perfect example of that because she starts by having this super bratty blowout with Emily Valentine and then spending the next five or six episodes being like, wait a minute, this girl's nuts. You know, and she, was really <laughs> the, she was really the only one who was hip to it, like from early on. Um, so I think that and, and the stuff with Dylan, even though it's a melodramatic, she gets a job too. She gets a job. A yeah, I guess. And then maybe not anymore. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> and what about, what about the characters who got the short end? Um, I mean, Andrea, she had like in the beginning, she had the whole episode about, um, living out of district and, yeah. and then she did have the episode with, uh, you know, fighting for condoms in school. But yeah. again, it, that doesn't go anywhere for her. No, it doesn't. So, yeah. I think Andrea is the is the biggest example of this because because of where we come out in season one, where she makes this big play for Brandon, and I don't know why they 
I don't particularly like the two of them together, but I don't know why they backed away from that so hard in this season. Mm. I think it really, I don't know. So much was building to that in season one. And then this episode, did we even discuss it? I'm trying to remember. Uh, I guess. Well, yeah, yeah. there was some, there was several times where people commented to Brandon that Andrea was in love with him. The condom episode was, yes. was one where they're like, yeah. And and uh, even Euphoria, when Steve and Andrea are uh, trying to trying to exchange the egg and stuff, they, they have a lot of conversation there. But it's all very one-sided. And, and I think in season one, it's pretty clear that Brandon is interested, you know? Mm-hmm. So I would be curious to know why they just completely backed away from that. And I also think that they were testing the waters – for this season and you know maybe maybe it's coming but for this season i felt like they started a little something with steve and andrea and then just dropped it mm, yeah so yeah ultimately it's like she really had one maybe two episodes and the rest of the time she either was not there or was just being a, a character you know like we need the smart one like like with the episode where uh they hire the stripper and her whole role that was just sort of to come over and be a brainy and, and oblivious, you know? Yeah. So I think, I think that's a real weakness. A- anybody else? I mean, Scott, that whole episode of Scott was such a big deal, but then they never mentioned him again. I know. So I, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, we talked about it so much. We don't, we don't have to go back and do that again, but, right. but it's, it's like, they knew that they had to do something with that character. And so they did, but they just couldn't see it through. Yeah. And I don't understand why they wouldn't have it affect David's character at all. Yeah. Because a lot, a lot of attention is given to the fact that David's like cool now or whatever. David is like, you know, becoming popular and everything, but like never, never is it like a result of losing his friend or, you know, and I think that they could have done a lot of like David feeling guilty that he wasn't a better friend to Scott. David feeling guilty that suddenly like he gets to be at all these places that they were always trying to sneak into in season one and maybe feeling guilty that like he gets to do that and Scott doesn't. But instead, it's just like, OK, we don't want to have nerdy characters anymore. So David's cool now and we're done with it. You know, yeah. I just think it's a real missed opportunity. So I think because of that, David is also pretty underserved because he's elevated for no reason. Like he's just manufactured that suddenly the gang likes David mm. and they make comments about it. You know, they're like, why is David here and stuff like that, especially Kelly. But I don't think that they ever actually like really address it. And so I don't, I don't know. I, I, I would say David is an underserved character too. Mm. Do you, what do you think? I agree. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, let's look at some of the biggest moments. And we've already talked about some of them. But, um, I mean, of course, the theme song. Yes. Big moment number one. Um, what are some of the other things that you think really stand out for this season? Um, I mean, the wedding, the whole Jackie and Mel yeah. saga, uh, yeah. you know, coming to and, the wedding. And, and what that does for the, the Kelly David dynamic, which was such a big deal in season one with her hating him and all that. Yes. Um, Steve's character moving forward, you know, with the whole sinking his mom thing. And then, um, Scott's death is probably definitely a big moment. Yeah. Um, what, what else? What do you think? 
Well, there's there's not a ton going on for Brandon. I think like internally in the show, we've kind of pivoted away from season one, which is largely like Brandon as the leading man. I think that he's been downgraded a little bit to more of like a an equal ensemble player with with maybe like Kella, Kelly, Brenda, Dylan. Yes, um, I so agree. I think that's a, I think that's a change in the show tonally, but that's not really like a change for the characters. Um, I don't think Brandon had a ton really going on this season either, but uh, um, it's you know settling in more to the peach pit. You know, coming, I think once he's post summer when he comes back to the peach pit that becomes a lot more about like Brandon's place and like Brandon having the job and people going to the peach pit. I think that that, that change of making the peach pit a little bit more of a, of a central location for the show is a pretty big deal and something that will remain a big deal in the coming years. So I think in a lot of ways, even though I have some issues with season two and how it, how it handled some of these transitions, you can't deny that, that the jump from season one to season two really restructured an entire show yeah definitely so and i think uh, i think overall you know thumbs up i i i really i i enjoyed the seasons like with reservations of course but i i do think um like we said the, the serialization i think is something that was sorely missing in season one yes definitely yeah. can i uh make a prediction for next season uh, yes or I, I, the future okay um i'm gonna I, I think this is the beginning of the end for Dylan and Brenda. Okay. I that's just my my thinking. Mm-hmm. Because in my head, why why? Why would Dylan want to stick around? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Does he love does he love Brenda that much? Right. I don't know. I don't know. If he does. Do you remember any of your predictions for season two? Because one of the ones you thought was we'd see a a Brandon Kelly coupling. Oh, did I say that? You did, yeah. Mm, I I don't know if I see that happening. Yeah. Anymore. Uh, they, yeah. they seem, you know, to be more really good friends at this point. They they certainly have not even hinted in that direction since that dance episode. Yeah. But I'm Sprinkling hoping up. that we're done with this whole Steve Kelly. Yes. Will they won't they? Yeah. Um at this point. Mhm. But um I so the the next season starts in July. So it starts yeah. during the summer, but it's not summer in the show. Is it not? Well, that would mean they've graduated. Do we not see them graduate? Aren't they juniors now? No, they're seniors. Are they? They were juniors oh. in season one. Huh. So maybe we do two seasons of senior year? Because yeah. that was another prediction I had was that we would see graduation and going to college stuff, but we didn't get too much of that because I feel like we're only like halfway through the school year. Maybe hmm. I'm wrong, but I'm pretty, I know they were juniors in season one and then we had a summer and then they start school again. So they would be seniors. Right. Huh. That's interesting because I mean, I think that you're, I think that you're right about that, but I think we are back into like summer episodes Huh. Okay. Well, I guess we'll have to see. We'll have I guess to we'll see. Have, I guess we'll have to see what happens. Interesting. Okay. Uh, anything else? Anything else you care to predict for the coming? Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I have anything else. Okay. In particular. 
All right. Well, we've got some episodes coming up. We've been talking about these, but we've got some episodes coming up that I'm excited about. Next is going to be our special uh, look at one of the original novels, the only other original novel that I've been able to find so far that's actually in English. There are some other original novels in German and that sort of thing. But we're going to be talking next week about the Lawrence Crown uh, written epi- uh, <laughs> Lawrence Crown book, French Rivals, which I think after reading it, it's pretty clear that it's set in season one. Wouldn't you say, Kendra? Yeah, I would. Okay, so we're going to be talking about that, and then we're going to be moving on to uh, Melrose Place 90210, and I think we settled on, we're not really going to do full recaps of the Melrose Place episodes, but since um, Kelly and some of the other characters weave throughout, we're going to do sort of almost like a a previously on um, setup, so you get a sense of what's happening with like the Kelly-Jake storyline throughout Melrose Place. Yeah, we'll mention it, and we'll we'll talk about it. We'll start with a little like, here's what's been going on in Melrose Place and give you all the hints. And then we'll go to the regular episodes. So uh, and if you decide you want to watch a Melrose Place, everybody, I mean, it's there. It's so, there. So you can check it out. You can check it out. Yeah. All right, Kendra, anything else for the good of uh, 902 and here we go? I don't think so. Good season. Excited for season three. Me too. Thanks again to our guests, uh, Hillary and Eric, hosts of Previously on X-Men. Make sure you check out that podcast. And that's going to do it for this week. 902 and here we go. Woo!